I'm Brett Chang. And I am Jay Rosenthal, and this is your Peak Daily for Tuesday, August 29th, where we cover the biggest stories in Canadian and global business, finance, and tech, all in less than seven minutes. Okay, so Jay, actors looking for some cash in the midst of the Hollywood strike are turning to Cameo, an app that pays them to create personalized videos for fans. Over 2,400 performers have joined or reactivated their accounts since the strike began. That's a 137% jump. So if you're looking for a happy birthday shout out from your fave celeb, you've got options. So here are some of them, Jay. For as low as $61, you can get the guy who played Beans on the Disney Channel classic, Even Stevens. I remember the character, I don't even remember what the guy looks like. While for as much as $2,040, you can book Mr. Wonderful himself, Kevin O'Leary. Have you ever bought one to any of those? I'm gonna quote unquote celebs interest you, Jay? Those do not interest me at all, but there was one that caught my eye that I got for my brother on his 50th birthday. I won't tell you how many years ago, but it's more than one. And I got Flava Flav yeah. from Public Enemy. I got Flava Flav to give Uncle Matt a shout out for his 50th birthday, and it was amazing. So can I tell you how I know Flava Flav is only one place I know Flava Flav from. It's not from what he's best known for. It was when he was a contestant on The Celebrity Apprentice. <laughs> Fair enough. That's how I know Flavor Flav. That shows our relative ages. That's not how I know. Didn't even know it was on it. Didn't even know there was such a thing, I guess. But it was great. And for anybody interested, I will uh, I'll post it on my Twitter handle or my X handle, I guess, because it really is epic. I watch it. I send it to him every year now because it's, you know, happy birthday, Uncle Matt. So it is great. Cameo is so unique. This is an interesting trend, especially for those actors. Uh, strike. I think Cameo is going out of business. I'm going to call it right now. This is a blip. I really think it was very hot at one point in the pandemic when everyone was doing Zoom birthdays. But now I haven't seen a Cameo in a year. And so I'm not sure how, you know, anyways, we'll it see. It sounds like you're about to see a lot more. I know that Kevin from The Office, I think at one point was the... Hey, you made a million dollars off it. Right, the biggest Cameo star so yeah maybe someone wants a cameo of us brett we maybe we should put ourselves out there as uh non-celebrities who can do a cameo yeah it's not even worth it that's the crazy thing about cameo well we definitely won't draw what kevin o'leary does brett aside from cameos that people either are or are not buying what do we have for peak pals today for our first story the west grows wary of chinese research for our second story canadian workers are staying put and for our last story cyber crimes are trending up for our first story, as the West and China's geopolitical relations grow tenser than our vocal cords doing a big podcast recording, academic relations are also under strain. So here's what's happening, Jade. The U.S. and China agreed to a six-month extension on a critical symbolic agreement to cooperate on science and technology research. The fact they extended it but didn't fully renew it has some believing its future is in jeopardy as U.S.-China tensions grow. Many researchers feel the agreement has been and will continue to be crucial for developing scientific and medical breakthroughs. Meanwhile, several U.S. lawmakers want the deal to expire as they believe the deal puts U.S. intellectual property at risk. And this all matters because Canada and China's research relations are also cooling off. This year, the Fed said they will restrict funding grants to researchers affiliated with foreign governments that threaten Canadian security. They will also ban some foreign institutions deemed at quote-unquote higher risk of knowledge theft. Both moves have been viewed as directly aimed at China. Pretty much every Canadian university works with Chinese researchers, with said research touching basically all topics from pharmacology to quantum computing. China is Canada's second largest academic partner, but collaborative output between the two nations has fallen 13% since its peak in 2020. In February, a report from the Globe and Mail found that since 2005, researchers from 50 Canadian universities have engaged in collaborations with China's National University of Defense Technology, which is directly affiliated with the Chinese military. 
The bottom line is Canada must walk a fine line between protecting its intellectual property and delivering high-quality research. Its outsized success on the global scientific stage is thanks in large part to international collaboration, while analysts estimate that the foreign institution ban could result in over $100 million lost in research funding from foreign partners annually. For our second story, as the labor market slows down, the job hopping generation is deciding to, well, stay put. Why is this, Jay? Well, new Stats Canada data show that Canadians are changing jobs the lowest rate seen since 2020, a sign the labor market is weakening this according to the Globe and Mail. The seasonal adjusted job changing rate in July was 0.4%, falling far below the pre-pandemic average of 0.7% seen from 2016 to 2019. And it matters because between a slowdown in new role postings and more competition between workers, people can't just hop from job to job like it's 2021 anymore, which means they also lose opportunities to negotiate the big pay bumps that are secured by hopping around. But coming out of the pandemic, many Canadians found better, well-paying jobs, and some economists suggest it's simply too early for them to be looking for new opportunities. That's a very economist on the one hand, but on the other hand. Now, here's the big picture. The job changing rate is just one factor pointing towards a dwindling job market. Last month, the unemployment rate also climbed for a third consecutive month to 5.5%, a sign the boom times for employees might just be coming to an end. And for our third and final story, here are our early predictions for what will be hot in 2024. Lavender mocktails, tube tops, middle distance running, and rampant cybercrime. That's the least cool of all those, Brett. Explain it. So per a new report from the Canadian Center for Cybersecurity and the RCMP, organized cybercrime activity will very likely increase over the next two years, posing a major threat to Canada's national security, economic prosperity, and critical infrastructure. The report pegged Russia as a hotbed for cybercriminals who will receive quote-unquote near impunity and state cooperation as long as they don't target Russia. Iran also received a dishonorable mention. That's a good deal for Russian hackers. Now, it matters because criminals will likely target critical infrastructure operators that are more willing to pay up to avoid disruptions. Increased attacks means increased risks to your data. This June, an attack leaked banking and personal info for 100,000 Nova Scotians and even risks to your health. A 2021 ransomware attack on Newfoundland's healthcare system affected 1 in 10 people in the province, while an attack last year on SickKids Hospital caused delays. You remember that one, Jay? We talked about it. They apologized after. Very odd. A 2021 survey of hospitals that were cyber attack victims found that the incidents disrupted their ability to care for patients and, in some cases, increased deaths. Now, here's what's next. Canada is the only G7 nation without a comprehensive regulatory framework for cybersecurity. To remedy this, the government tabled Bill C-26 last year. If it passes, which could happen this year, it would require critical, federally regulated industries to report cybersecurity incidents, somehow not already a thing, I guess, and beef up their own defenses. Peak Pals, thanks for making us the most listened to business news podcast in Canada. If you got a second, why not follow this podcast on your app of choice and leave us a review. And if you want more Peak, make sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter at readpeak.com. Thank you, Brett, and have a great day, Peak Pals. When you give me shock waves.